Welcome in. He is Lindsey Crosby. I am Ben Taylor. It's all brought to you by Prize Picks, prizepicks.com. Welcome into the Braves Today podcast. Use that promo code CHOP whenever you go there. Get that risk-free money. Lindsey, I got to get it off my chest. I know that we're only a few series into the season. However, change needs to happen at a couple of different places for me. Mm -hmm. uh, number one is left field. Pitching is what pitching is. We got guys that are on rehab assignments. We got guys that have had work done. We got guys that are just kind of laboring a little bit with the Max Freed situation, just trying to get him off IR. He's going to have to have a rehab stint at some point in time at AAA. Um, however, the hitting is, it seems atrocious. It's not all atrocious. It's just certain parts of it. But we got a plethora of things that are just encompassing what played out to be bad baseball over the weekend. You picking them to go three and one over the weekend. I picked them to sweep over the weekend against the Padres. We could not be further off base because not only did it go, did they go one and three did the Braves, they got it handed to them in the, in the uh, three losses. Yeah. It, I mean, it was, it was a, almost a failure all the way around, right? They had issues uh, uh, making consistent contact, getting hits. They had issues on the mound. We saw Dylan Dodd get rocked again. We saw Schuster get rocked early. Uh, and it's it's things need to change. You mentioned uh, left field, particular issue there. Eddie Rosario is batting 190. Uh, Marcelo Zuna, who is the designated hitter, I'll remind you the second part of that title, right. batting .083. Uh, it, it, it's, Marcelo Zuna is the big one that's frustrating to me, right? Because he's owed a bunch of money. We know that he's not necessarily providing any value on defense to you. He, he's, his, his, his arm strength is a liability. His actual defensive play is a liability. But Marcelo Zuna so far this season, two for 24 on the year, strikeout rate is in the 14th percentile in all of baseball, okay? Uh, his, his whiff percentage, you know, swinging strikes, 34%. That's 19th percentile in all of baseball. He's in the bottom 20%. And the worst part for me, the reason why I don't necessarily think Marcelo Zuna is redeemable in this situation at the plate is he misses pitches in the strike zone, okay? Mm -hmm. The MLB average for contact on a pitch in the strike zone is 82.5% this year. Marcelo Zuna is below 70%, 68.8. So he's not even able to make contact with pitches in the zone at an average rate, and we're expecting him to be our DH. Yeah. It's just something's got to change. That feels like that is the most immediate thing you can do is make a change at DH. And let's call it what it is. I mean, the reason he's in the lineup, number one, uh, for the DH position, but then whenever they are platooning left field, whenever Darno gets back, uh, they'll start platooning again. I don't like that either because I'd rather have somebody there as as, as a like as a staple. Um but he's in the lineup as a DH because of his exit velocity and because he uh, he he pounded the ball in spring. And then whenever he's in batting practice, I mean, he's hitting the ball out of the ballpark and everybody talks about how his bat speed has picked up since last year. But if, you, if you're not touching the ball, it doesn't matter. And, <laughs> and he's not touching it. I mean, as you just said, ball's right down the middle, like in the strike zone. He's not touching them. Yeah, it's something... His like his max exit velo, like that's always been the thing, right? When he makes contact, he can hit the ball hard. And he's always been <clears throat> in the top five percent in the league or so on like that max exit velocity. Well, this year he's not even that. His average is like is 87.4 miles an hour, where the MLB average is 88. So he's just average there. The max exit velo that he's been able to get was 110. 
which is lower than any other season that he's played in his career. Right. And so even the thing that he does really well, he's not doing it right now. He's striking out 32% of the time. He's walking a lot. I'll give him that. He's mm-hmm. he's walking more than he's walked in his career. Like he's he's walking at those 2020 numbers when he won the Silver Slugger. He's walking mm-hmm. at th- those rates. But he's striking out 10% more and he's making contact with the ball a lot less. And it's just, it's not good enough for Atlanta. He's a $34 million liability, as you and I talked about before. Plus, mm-hmm. uh, his he's not helping us when he gets on base. He's not going to be stealing any bases anytime soon. Uh, his speed affects him in the outfield. His arm is a liability as well whenever he has to play in the outfield and left, whenever Darno comes back. What do the Braves do? That's the hard part, right? I mean, if you look at the, at the construction of the roster right now, you're out Michael mm-hmm. Harris, you're out Travis Darno. So you're playing one of your extra outfielders in center field uh, and Sam Hilliard and credit to Sam Hilliard. Every game he's been the starter, he's gotten at least one hit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, your Travis Darno is your other rotational DH. He's out for at least a week. So right now you have an extra outfielder. You have Kevin Pilar. You can put Kevin Pilar at DH. Mm-hmm. Other than that, that's about really it. You have him, you have Ihiri Adrianza. You saw him pinch hit in the ninth inning on Sunday yep. night. Um, you have, you have those two guys, not a lot of other options for depth on this team. And if you're going to call somebody up from AAA, the most obvious candidate is Von Grissom. But Orlando Arcia has done really well, both mm-hmm. defensively and offensively. And so you can't take him out of that starting shortstop job. You can't put Von Grissom at DH. The whole thing he has to work on is the defense. And then if you move Von Grissom to left field, well, what do we just spend that whole offseason sending him to New Orleans to work with Ron Washington for? Yeah. So there's not an easy solution here for Atlanta. They have to hope they can get Michael Harris back soon. They have to hope they can get Travis Darno back soon. And they can find a way to minimize the exposure to both of these guys in the lineup. And what really needs to happen, and we both know this, a lot of folks do, but the front office won't do it, is you need to just wash your hands of Marcelo Zuna. Stop trying Mm -hmm. Go ahead and let him go, pay the $32 million for him to be gone, and use that roster spot for somebody else who can actually contribute. You mentioned Arcia. Arcia is one of the few that's actually hitting in the bottom part of the lineup. Yes, he goes. So the bottom part of the lineup on Sunday night baseball, so from five through nine, they go uh, three for 17. Two of those three hits are Orlando Arcia's. And he, he right now, his slash line, he's played every game. 286, 324, 514. He's got two home runs, four extra base hits, uh, two walks to nine strikeouts, you know, uh, you know, 10 hits, got scored seven runs. I mean, he's doing his part from either the eight hole or the nine hole where he always mm-hmm. hits. It's just the rest of the guys down there. It's your Rosario's, it's your Zuna's. Sean Murphy has hit the tar out of the ball, but right to a lot of guys. I feel like that's going to fix itself. That's going to drop soon. It's consistent hard contact. Like I said, Sam Hilliard, as doing his part since he's been a starter. You just right. need more consistent performance from all those guys down there. And I'm going to lump Ozzy Albies in in that group as well. I completely agree. Uh, he looked really bad on Sunday Night Baseball. Uh, a couple of strikeouts that he had. I mean, he just 
he, he looked like he got good contact at the top at the top uh, as far as the first part of the the pitch count. But at, towards the end, whenever they sat him down, I mean, he's swinging at stuff that's just not even in the zone, uh, and it, it, he looked kind of empty. And I don't know. I think that'll come with all these. His swing is just different for me anyway. It always looks like he's swinging too big of a bat. Uh, but the thing is, is when he makes contact, he usually hits it hard. It's just right now he's not really making a lot of contact. Yeah. And so and- speaking of hitting woes, then we head to Cincinnati. The Braves do. Cincinnati's hitting woes are about as bad as the as the Braves. There's they're just hitting just over 200. But uh, you you said it best. It's, I mean, it is Cincinnati. I mean, this isn't the big red machine that people are used to seeing back in the back in the 70s and 80s. <laughs> yeah, I, like that's the saving grace here is your hitters, your top of the lineup is better than their top of the lineup, and the bottom of your lineup has the potential to be better than the bottom of their lineup. And your pitching, if everything works out and guys are healthy can be better than their pitching. So this feels like, and it should be a winnable series, but I'll remind you what happened early last year when the Braves dropped the series to Cincinnati to open the season. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, say we got that. And now the Braves finally get a day off after this series before they uh, end up heading to Kansas City. However, uh, not before they have to face uh, three guys. They do dodge a bullet we were talking about uh, prior to this. Uh, they dodge a bullet as far as the pitching rotation is concerned. The Braves still don't know who they're going to throw on Tuesday night uh, just because we're still dealing with that whole who's injured, who can we bring in, who takes care of things. But Ashcraft will take the the uh, the uh, the hill for Cincinnati to start things off against the Braves in the opening game of the series. Yeah, Graham Ashcraft on Monday, 1-0 on the season, one two nine ERA. Looked really good in his small sample. Uh, you've got Luis Sessa. On mm-hmm. Tuesday, admittedly don't know a bunch about Luis Sessa, but uh, statistics look okay, look good. I'm really excited for the Wednesday night matchup. Yep. Spencer Strider, starting for Atlanta, obviously we know what he can do with the velocity, get up to 100 miles an hour, faces off against Hunter Green, who has the some of the best velocity of any starter in baseball, consistently throws his fastball over 100 miles an hour. So it's going to be a, a big velocity game on Wednesday night. The good thing about facing Hunter Green is the fastball is very fast, but it doesn't have a ton of movement. It's rather straight and flat. So if you can time it up, you can get hits off of Hunter Green. They sent him down last year a little bit back to AAA to have him work on it. When he came back, it was a little better, but it's still hittable. And he's looked a little bit hittable so far this season. So there is uh, a chance to have an enjoyable game, but also to watch them get some hits in on Wednesday night. Keys to success for the Braves besides the obvious of trying to get the bottom half of the lineup to hit the ball at, at some point besides Orlando Arcia, because I got to be honest with you, if he tweaks a knee or an ankle or, or springs a hamstring or something like that, oh my goodness gracious. I mean, that's just, it's, it's almost like, you know, how you just keep the inning rotating. Don't even let don't even get a three up and three down on him wasting at bat. Don't let the pitcher pad his statistics because he's going to sit him down anyway. I think uh, one of the big takeaways or one of the big keys to success is more patience at the plate. Atlanta's on a lot of first pitch swings, a lot of second pitch swings. And if in, unless you know it's coming and you hit it, you're now in a disadvantage count. And when you get behind in the count, your batting average is that below even what Cincinnati's is as a team. So making these pitchers work, making them execute, especially these young guys in an Ashcraft, in a green, making them work to get uh, get the ball in the zone consistently, hit their spots, uh, either take your walks or wait till later in the count to put the bat on the ball uh, so that you can get into their bullpen because that's the weakness after they're starting pitching is the quality of their bullpen outside of closer Alexis Diaz. 
no panic button yet, but I'm darn close. I'm just not quite there yet. But I know it's there are 162 ball games. It's just until we start putting some players that have been injured and some pitchers that have been injured and everything else back in full rotation, uh, then I'll feel a little bit better about the Braves. Braves and Cincy, that'll be coming up this week, and then they'll get a day off, and then we will have your preview of the Kansas City Series. He's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. Braves Today podcast. You can find us at bravestoday.com on the Twitter at Braves underscore today. Lindsey, thank you, sir. Thank you. Chop on.